you got any kind of opening, fun opening remarks about the movie we're going to talk about today? I got a lot of information about this one. This one was really fun to... Now I'm saying opening remarks here. Should I say what the movie is first so that then I can do that cool thing where I put the trailer in? Yeah. Okay. Today we are talking about 1996's Mars Attacks by Tim Burton. Mars Attacks. Jack Nicholson as the president. Yikes. Glenn Close as the first lady. Annette Benny. Pierce Brosnan. Danny DeVito. Martin Short. Sarah Jessica Parker. Michael J. Fox. Rod Steiger. Jim Brown. And Tom Jones. I want the people to know they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. Mars Attacks. I don't know what kind of what kind of fun opening remarks do you have about it? I like that we're now to. I'm taking it seriously, like it's a courtroom. <laughs> um, well, you know, it just um, there, there's, there's quite a, a lot with this one. Um, just the fact of like that it does have such a stacked cast, and then I was when I was researching. Um, let's see, they were supposed to have like over sixty uh, main characters, or like. That's like stupid. huge, that's huge too damn roles. many people. Yeah, yeah. Writing um, the script out for this was so hard because of all of the like jumps across the country, right? To keep it all straight, right? Ugh. To add that many more because it's like twenty-ish kind of main characters that you follow through um, the movie, right? Well, uh, the the worldwide destruction plan for the film um, was isolated down to three major cities, and they were supposed to do. Like scenes featuring New Martians York. attacking China, Philippines, Japan, Europe, Africa, India, and Russia were all deleted from the screenplay. I mean, they kind of do stuff like that where they they do like a montage of like destruction, right. like Big Ben gets right. shattered. But I think we were supposed to have like more time in different right. big countries. Taj Mahal, yeah, gets blown up. And then we were supposed to have stop animation for it. That's yes. what they wanted to do for the Martians. They wanted to have stop animation, but. What is his? I have his name. He was doing. He Tim Burton wanted to yeah. use the guy from Nightmare on Elm Street, but he was doing James and the Giant Peach. At oh, the time. Henry Selleck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, because um, and I think I think it's important that we talk about the fact too that Tim Burton was working on Ed Wood before Mars Attacks. Yes. So he really wanted to make this like a cheesy B movie, and so that's where he wanted that like stop animation to come in. And I think that's why, like, some people think it's a parody of Independence Day that came out five months in between. Like, it's kind of got that feel, though. Right, but, like, they had no idea that that other, you you know. But it's weird that it kind of parallels it it in weird ways. Yeah, and then one of the other things that um, it parallels, and it's just a coincidence, is Howard Stern claimed that the film's climax where an attack by Martians was... um, where the Martians were taken down by playing um, Slim Whitman's yeah. songs to them uh, was was originally created by him, um, a WNBC 1982 in a sketch named Slim Whitman's vs. The, Mid- uh, the Midget Aliens from Mars. Oh, oh fun. Yeah. Bert- Slim Whitman's pretty awesome. Uh, Burton dismissed it as a uh, mere coincidence. Hmm. I think that this movie... Not not so much this movie, but Tim Burton's, like, this weird kind of love affair that he starts with CGI animation after this movie is kind of his downfall. I think the more movies he has that's, like, stop motion, practical effects, those are all of his great right. movies. And these big, huge sets and stuff, like, yeah. Ed, you know, Edward Scissorhands and Batman. Yeah, yeah. Kind of more grandiose, gothic, mm-hmm. tactile things. I think once he starts dipping his toes in the CGI, I think the movies fall apart. I think this one's fine. It's okay. Um, it's one of the better. It's kind of like a mid-card right. Tim Burton. Like It's not the best. It's definitely not the worst. Right, right. The, the worst is Alice in Wonderland. I think that's an oh, unwatchable that's... garbage movie. I like watching them, but they're not my favorite Tim Burton movies. I think I've got this just like... Because he meant so much to me when I was a kid, I've just got this hope that it's going to get better. Right. Or it's going to go back to what it was almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's n- it's not. It's, not it's going never going to, to no. but I keep giving him chances. And uh, But Tim Burton is on the docket to make the next Adam's Family movie. 
And he, yeah, that's probably going to be terrible. He was one of the original directors for Adam's Family movie and turned it down. Yeah, it went to what? Chris Columbus? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which um, he'll be coming up in the next episode. Oh yeah, Chris Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, and also I think before we start this podcast about the movie, we should talk about that what it's based off of because it was based off the cult trading card series. Oh yeah, um, I got of that Mars Attacks. Yeah, yeah, written by Jonathan Gems. Uh, yeah, it's a great name. Yeah, that sounds like a Marvel villain. Right, it does. <laughs> it does. Oh, and it was by Tops Tops Cards, mm-hmm. um, trading cards, and they had to take them off the market because parents thought they were too gruesome. They're and, pretty gruesome. Yeah, and then a comic book started for 1962. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty grody. Yeah. Um. But then a comic book came out, and actually, the Mars Attacks still lives on today in comic book form. Yes. Is that IDW? Yes, it's I- IDW. Take after the cards. Too. Um, comics came out in 1994. Pull that IDW right out of the fucking top <laughs> of the dome piece here, man. I didn't even write that down. But they have uh, like crossovers between Dread, uh, Judge Dread, Kiss, Ghostbusters, and. Ninja Turtles as well. Oh, really? Yeah. TMNT, but yeah. they have one with and X Files. What? Yeah, I'm gonna start collecting those. Okay, they're good. They do like a yearly, um, they do a yearly invasion, like summer arc. Oh yeah, where it like crosses over to everything. So you got like the the Mars Attacks Martians like fighting the Transformers. Yes, and and like the X Files show up. It's pretty cool. All right, those, yeah. I want to start collecting those comics. I bet they're really cheesy, but probably pretty goddamn fun. Uh, this movie had a budget of $80 million and a marketing budget of $20 million, making it $100 million, and it grossed $101 million. E disappointment. It made $1 million. <laughs> but it is a cult classic. Yeah, but I think that that's kind of why he went from this giant budget back to a smaller budget with Sleepy Hollow immediately right. after this. Right. And Homegirl's in it, too. Homegirl? Yeah, the the um, <laughs> she was Tim Burton's girlfriend at the time. Oh, Lisa Marie. Yes, and yeah. she's the lead character in Sleepy Hollow. They had to sew her into that dress, and then she, it was two wigs. The, Who is she in Sleepy Hollow? She's the main character. Christina Ricci? No, the, uh, the one that holds the... Um, Oh, the little twisty dude, Ed. Yeah. 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 She was also in Ed Wood. She was Vampira. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> you just, you date them directors, you get put in movies. But yeah. she's good. I don't yeah. um, In, in uh, uh, Mars Attack, she's the, like, oh, the Martian girl. She is. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying. So her wig is actually uh, two wigs put together. And during filming, she had to be sewn into her costume, and it was, like, the most uncomfortable thing for her. And then the wig dug into her head so much that she has a scar on her head from it. Jesus. It dug a little hole into her head. Can you relate? Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly do not understand how... People I, just I, casually wear wigs? Yeah, but I also think they're wearing nicer ones that don't have the straps in them that mine do. And, mm. like, I think a nice wig is, like, sewn in, measured oh. to your head. And then glued in. That sounds intense. Yeah, there's wig glue. I think it's easier to just go bald. Well, but in a movie... That's easier to just go bald. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Um, oh, man. All right, do you want to get into the plot? And then I can just fill in some other things, I guess? Yes. Yeah. Or do we need to talk about some of the more weird things that happened with this movie? Uh, let's just do it when we get to the possibly the parts in the plot here. The effects were done by V. Neal. Yes. She's um she's on that face off series. Nice. It's a good series. Oh, she did Beetlejuice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I've like I don't know. Waved at her. Waved at her. In. <laughs> she passed by once. You know, we waved at each uh-huh. other once. She's really nice. She could have just walked by and done nothing. <laughs> I don't know. That counts for something. That does. One one morning I was drinking my coffee and Clint Howard walked by. Do you know who Clint Howard is? No. Uh <laughs> He's Ron Howard's brother. Okay. And uh, that was we, gonna be my guess. Yeah, we each just uh, just raised our drinks to each other and just kept <laughs> going about our. Day. Oh, he's he's in a um he's a B actor. He's shows yeah up he's in, in a, a lot of a, things. he's like yeah. in everything. Oh yeah, he he's um, in Apollo thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. We we just shared a moment where we oh, we toasted each other. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, he was really nice. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. That's a good badge to have on here. Thank you. <laughs> it pays to get to the shows early. That's all I'm saying. Let's get into the goddamn plot. Mars Attacks, 1996. Tim Burton. I want to kick this off with how dang PO'd I am that this Blu-ray doesn't have any damn special features. That's crazy. Why doesn't it? Uh, There's it so had... many making ofs. Some asshole out there somewhere in the goddamn world. We're two of them want to talk about this fucking movie i'm spiking the levels i'm sorry don't get so angry well i don't know i just i'm just wondering if like when this movie came out in 1996 they weren't also thinking like like this movie was we we need to get some background footage and preserve this 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 was released on vhs still yeah and it was released on dvd so i think when things were being released on vhs not a lot of times that they have behind the scenes filming because they were still using real film probably that they didn't have a lot of digital takes of things to want to like i don't know am i making that up you're not wrong okay i'm just saying like that's why we don't have a lot of behind the scenes on older movies you know what i would like to find out though there's behind the scenes on jaws what that's because that was like 20 years before this because he loves himself so he films everything i love him too but (laughs) what was the last vhs ever made it was a history of violence really yeah okay Wait, you didn't know the answer? No, I was curious. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't. There wasn't trivia. I was asking the question. I mean, there's like boutique ones and shit made still today, but the you last can get a Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. VHS. Man. Yeah, the last largely mass-produced VHS was a History of Violence. Hmm. I was hoping for a different. I'm sorry, I had that answer already lined up for I'm, you. No, I'm glad you know it. I knew you would know it, but Did? I'm just. Okay. I'm just. That's not a exciting movie to be last printed. It's a great movie. I don't know what I wanted. I don't know what you wanted either. Me either. I wanted. I don't know what I wanted it to be, but um, what was the last movie you bought on VHS that was mass produced, like in a real store store, like in a Target or like? Oh, a, like when VHSs were still being sold yeah, in store. Yeah, mine um, was very late in the production. Uh, mine was probably like Wedding Singer. Oh, okay. Is like what's coming to mind? Wedding Singer or um mine was the matrix reloaded i bought it at target nice it was weird that's a weird movie (laughs) that's a weird one to own on vhs yeah matrix hasn't really been built by the time you're still watching on vhs no no it's on magnetic tape crazy (laughs) are you enjoying the headphones yeah okay anywho i actually wrote that there anywho anywho yeah i'm really good at writing a script now uh, we start out in rural Kentucky, and a stampede of flaming cows run by, and as a, and then a ship flies off as the credits kind of roll by, and the Martian army mounts out in outer space. I think we should talk about- The flaming cows were a tops card. They were a tops card? Mm-hmm. That's a reference to the tops card? Yeah, he said he kind of like threw them- Burton just said he threw a bunch of them out on the table and just picked the ones that he liked the most nice. and just incorporated those scenes into the oh, movie. Oh, nice. It is kind of weird because you're like, what were the Martians doing that they just caught the cows on fire? And then that like farmer is kind of racist to his Philippines. It's pretty fucked up. But but then it's like... But like kind of, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is like, hey, is it, is it Filipino New Year? Right. And you're like, well, that's kind of insensitive to ask. And he's like, it smells good over there. And, and you're then like, you're like, well, that's kind of nice to say, I guess. Are you friends? <laughs> I think you guys are friends. I mean, I guess if I had a neighbor and they're having a big cookout, you'd be like, "What you going on over there?" You know, but yeah. Then, but what? Well, and back where you live in the in the in the boonies, you would have to drive your tractor over. You would to talk to the neighbor. You do, yeah. You would have to drive your tractor over. Yeah. Um, but I don't understand why the children and the mother come running out of the house to stand by the road, like if a yeah stampede of cows on fire were coming down my road. Going outside is not what I would do. Yeah, didn't it? Didn't it also look like the people were, like, green-screened into that? Well. Right? It's something's weird, but. There's something off about that scene. My my TV wasn't loaded all the way, so it was still what? fuzzy. It was like. It, oh, it right, because yeah. you rented it on the Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I found them based on a property of tops. Very funny. Like, they don't say, like, based off of a line of cards by tops. Right. They They spruce it up a bit. Because I think they're embarrassed to say that they just bought a bunch of cards and were like, that'll make a fucking movie. Instead, well, instead in the credits, it says based on a property of tops. Right. But I think, it, um, you know, but the movie 
the movie was supposed to be made back in the 80s. It started by being- By Alex Cox. Yeah, by Alex Cox. He wrote a screenplay for it. He did Repo Man and Sid and Nancy. So I think this was like a movie that people wanted to see, you know? <laughs> Maybe. These these numbers over here don't say that people really wanted to see it, though. Yeah, this- I mean, I guess 101 million is a good amount of money, but oh, not after you sink 100 million into it. Right. Um- that guy did Fear and Loathing, too. Alex Cox? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I it's, didn't know that. Uh, yep. I've only seen that movie once. Oh, I fucking love it. But I love Hunter S. Thompson. I read all of his books. Like, yeah. That's, I, love, I, I got a weird thing for Hunter S. He's interesting. He's I an interesting character. I love him. Drinking beverage here. Are we going to talk about Jonathan Jims? Who? Jonathan Jim. The guy who created it? Mm-hmm. No, I don't have anything about that guy. I just want to say that he also pitched to Tim Burton Beetlejuice 2, The Hawaiian Adventure. They've been trying to get that movie made since then. I want it so bad. I don't think I want it now. We Maybe gotta, back then I would have wanted it. We're going to get something with Beetlejuice. We were supposed to this year get Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters. This was going to be a good year for movies. 2020 was going to be. I don't think that Beetlejuice movie is ever going to happen. I don't think it was ever going to happen to yes. begin with. Nah. In my reality, it happens. Your reality is this skewed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so let's get into Mars Attacks. Was a line of cards in 1962. Only one year those cards ran. Right. Yeah. 1962. Too many mothers complain. Yeah. Um, and they created a story that, if you collected all the cards, would kind of tell you the story. And I think the story was something like. The Martians were coming to Earth to invade it because Mars was going to explode, so they needed a place to live. They don't say any of that in the movie at all, but that's why they're invading. Well, they do talk about why they're invading when they translate it. Yeah, but all those translations are wrong. I got one I think is right. (laughs) You got one? Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. Most of the designs on the card showed, you know, humans and Martians basically killing each other in pretty disgusting nature. Just remember a lot of uh, flamethrowers and face melting. Right. I have the- There's um, one with a dog on fire, too. <gasps> that's not very fun. No. Uh, they were kind of a precursor to the gross-out cards of the 80s, like Garbage Pail Kids. Those are gross. They're disgusting. I, I got a bunch of them down do there. Too. <laughs> do you? I have the carnage count for this movie, too, at the end. Oh. Oh, you watched that video? Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that video. So I didn't put I didn't really put any characters' names in here because I didn't really give a fuck about the characters' names well, aside so from many. Richie. For for most of this movie, I'm going to be using some weird names for people just so that you know. President Nicholson is informed about the invasion. Together, they determine the creatures are peaceful because they have advanced technology. If you have advanced technology, why would you want to hurt somebody? Right, and they've already reached the utopian side of things. Why would they still be? angry at the other races of aliens a running theme in the movie is that the humans are so stupid right they're the dumbest and that's why we keep getting killed james bond is not helpful james bond's never really that helpful and i love i love him (laughs) (laughs) what all right then we do a bunch of globe hopping we meet characters in vegas and new york as the president makes an announcement about making contact, mounting up to the meeting in Vegas. We spend time with a family in Kansas. Little baby Jack Black uh, says that he's volunteering. And in New York, Sarah Jessica Parker interviews a White House advisor. What is that dude? He's like a professor, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he's he's like he's like our Fauci. Brosnan Fauci. Mm-hmm. I like him. Okay. <laughs> also, I just we just skimmed over the fact of how many like donut jokes happen in this movie. Too. Yeah, I know. I didn't write any of that down, but the, the universal sign of the donut, man. Yeah, and Richie. Then, yeah, Richie. And then I love that when Richie brings home that box of donuts, and the mom goes, "How old are they?" He goes, "Monday." That's, that's six. Five, that's like that's five six days. days. Ago. Yeah, he goes, "That's six days ago, Richie." And she goes, "Give me one." I'm Give like, me. And I was like, "Yeah, that's me." That is you. I would. I don't care how old. I'll eat a you wouldn't have even asked how old they are. You would have just eaten. Yeah, there's no question. It's a stale donut. Who cares? Yeah, that's just like like one day away from being a bagel. A sweet bagel. A sweet bagel. Uh, let's see. Pierce Brosnan. Okay, as her husband, Michael. Husband, boyfriend. I don't know. Michael J. Fox. Is it's there. gotta be boyfriend. Michael J. Fox watches on. Um, he his whole character is that he's just like extremely jealous. 
mm-hmm. and protective. I don't like it. Of Sarah Jessica Parker. He's like very jealous. I don't jealous. like it, but at the same time, I can't not like Michael J. Fox. Right. But he's like very jealous of like, why didn't we get that interview? Yeah. The Martians interrupt the broadcast with the statement of ack Oh, and I did. I wanted to talk about that too. Talk about the ack The ack Um. So the, uh, the Martians, we're going to have subtitles. Oh, I think it's best that they didn't. Yeah, the studio really wanted them to have subtitles and Tim Burton pushed for them not to because he thinks it adds to their comedic value. Yeah. That we don't really know what they're saying, so we're only taking it in in as these, like, quacks. Yeah. A, a variety of ack-acks and quack-quacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, later at the White House, a translation machine is used to break down the broadcast. This isn't the moment. What? You said you had a thing about the translation machine. Oh, yeah, the translation machine. <laughs> um, well, it, it's... Um, it's later. Ta- when no, no, no. The- they're talking about the translation, and it says, like, 8,000 centuries ago, uh, the green Martians. So what? So one of the videos I watched, it talked about what they're actually saying, and they're saying that there was a giant war between the Martians eight, 800 centuries ago, and the humans are a... The humans are, like, a, a weird alien hybrid Mm. and so the martians are coming to earth to take control of the hybrids and then that explains why they're trying to take control of us and they like take some people to make experiments on because they're trying to um experiment experiment on our deformities and like so the aliens do kind of look like a human in a way yeah you know and so like especially like neck down well, and like kind of like our brains and our yeah. eyes, but like yeah. exaggerated. Yeah. And so the humans are a um, off like a a hybrid of Martians, and they've come to claim victory over us and be our rulers. And oh. so then that's why they're coming to Earth and attacking us, and then also why they take um, uh, Jessica Parker and cut her up and and Pierce Brosnan later. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the plot kind of jumps around the the country a bit. Between those three cities that we were talking about before, was it Washington, New York, and Vegas? Correct. Yeah. Um, We see a press conference in Washington. The family in Kansas sends uh, Jack Black to the military. And then we follow the youngest son, Richie. See, this is the hard part about writing the script, is that I kind of just pepper in some character shit. Because you jump back to Richie, and he just says something dumb about donuts, and like that doesn't make it in here i tried only get the parts that matter uh so you know the richie takes uh, his grandma to the to the retirement home and grandma says richie was the best because she's not crazy she's just pretending she's, she's pretending to be you crazy. think she's why she call everybody thomas because she thinks it's funny she's like she's funny they leave her alone if she acts like she's senile oh and she knows her cat is stuffed and she knows that that's richie because you watch her reaction to him talking sometimes, and she'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? She gives him a look yeah. that she understands more than she's putting out. So I think Grandma... And then she throws a Thomas in there. Yeah, just to throw it off. <laughs> right. She knows who everyone is, and that's why she says Richie is the best, because she's like, here you go, kid. I'm going to give you some love. Yeah. That's because everybody else in that family sucks ass. They suck horribly. Oh, I have one of the quotes from the mom later yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. For great grandma, she's halfway to the outer space already. <laughs> oh yes. I mean, like, um, yeah, yeah. She's like, we're going. She's like, hell, if the Martians going to take my TV. Oh yeah. I think that says a lot about that family that really right does. there. Uh, then we cut back to Vegas and a bouncer at the. Uh, I say a bouncer at the Galaxy Casino, but he's not a bouncer at that. He's a bouncer at some Egyptian themed casino. Is he the bouncer? I thought he was like. I think he's like a guard, bouncer. And then he's also like a prize fighter, like on the weekends. Yeah, he he's like a retiring, aging fighter that everyone like made money off of, and he yeah. used to be like the champ. And yeah, and now he's like in the pockets of the other Nicholson. Yeah. Um, other Nicholson runs is trying to launch this galaxy casino hotel thing. So when um, Jack Nicholson went in to read for the script and get the part of the president, yes, yes. he's he jokingly said that he should play all the i'll play them all yeah and so then that's why tim burton gave him to a double role how did my jack nicholson sound sound fine okay thank you (laughs) that's very nice of you uh yeah so this bouncer guy is uh played by jim brown Mm -hmm. who's a retired football player right not a good actor he's fine for his character 
He's not a good actor. <laughs> he's very stilted and wooden. Uh, especially that first scene when he's like on the phone talking to Pam Greer. And uh, Pam Greer is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love her. I love when she gets she stops that bus and go get her kids. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. The next day is the desert landing. It's a real shit show. They are assumed peaceful and the translator doesn't really work right. And then some hippies like let a dove go. They bring us love. And then he throws a I say he throws a dove, but the dove flies, flies off of his hands. There's no throwing. I just like the idea of just hucking a bird. Here you go, peace. <laughs> yeah, and then the the aliens are like, "Fuck birds," and then they shoot the dove, mm-hmm. and then they just shoot fucking everybody. Oh, it just starts happening. And then little Jack Black over there, his gun uh, doesn't <laughs> shoot. So yeah, he, he goes to shoot, and then the the ammo casing falls out right? the bottom, and so he just picks up a flag and goes, "I surrender," and just zap right in the stomach. Yeah. And, uh, like, half of our cast just dies. Right there. Like, Michael 40 J. minutes into this goes, movie. Yeah. Uh, we assume Sarah Jessica Parker is probably gonna get fucked up, but she gets, like... Carried away into the ship. Yeah, and then her head gets cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker is abducted, and Pierce Brosnan gets his hands on a specimen, and they dissect it. He sticks his head, his hand in its, in its head, and it's real goopy and gross looking. And as the Martians do some science of their own by cutting Sarah Jessica Parker. They have this like dueling like Brosnan's right. doing his dissection and then they're dissecting her. Mm-hmm. And like well the ambassador of the Martians is like looking through a playboy Yes, and then he looks over <laughs> at Sarah Jessica Parker and the and he, dog. Hey, hey. Yeah. He gets real creepy. Oh they get real molesty. Yeah. And then they cut off her head and put it on the dog's body which does. Poppy. Poppy. I love Poppy. I do not. Poppy's an annoying dog. I pet Poppy's face. Oh. <laughs> Poppy gives little dogs a bad name. <laughs> that's that's probably true. Uh, then we, we kind of deal with a little bit more Jim Brown stuff. He's a, he's a bouncer fighter. And up to this point, he's been trying to get back home from Las Vegas to New York City to see his wife, Pam Greer, and kids. And um, as I said, Pam Greer's amazing. How do you feel about Pam Greer? Have you seen her a bunch of stuff? Mm-hmm. I like her. Jackie Brown? Mm-hmm. Coffee. Never seen it. Oh, coffee's so good. It's like a black exploitation movie where I think her sister like dies from like a drug overdose and she's mm-hmm. like, hell no. And she puts like she just gets a shotgun and she just fucking goes to town on all these drug dealers. And there's a scene when she gets to the place and she's like, shit's about to go down here, so she puts razor blades in her afro. So like a lady like goes to cat fighter and she's ah she gets razor blades in her hand. Oh my god, I've never thought of that before. That's the best movie, that's man. That's intense. You would love it. I would. I just <laughs> yeah. That's why you don't touch black woman's hair right there. That's why you don't touch in, anybody. That's true. You yeah. shouldn't touch anybody. Uh, but that little story about Jim Brown is kind of like peppered throughout the movie. You kind of just cut back to him a lot, and he's yeah. just on the phone most of the time, <laughs> or like in the in the limo with other Nicholson. I never write down his name. I never remember his name. So I just, he's just other Nicholson in the script. Oh, and his wife, the hippy-dippy little Annette lady. Benning. She was supposed to be Catwoman in Tim Burton's um, yes. Batman, but then she was pregnant. Yeah. I think twice she was like supposed to be in Batman. Really? And then she was pregnant? Uh, I think one time she might have got injured. Mm. And then the other time she was pregnant. Yeah, she's supposed to be Catwoman, which I was just thinking the whole time watching that. Like, I'm sure she would have been a great Catwoman, but I cannot imagine. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, not she's being amazing. in it. Yeah. She's like the best part of that whole fucking movie. It's, it's my favorite. She's <laughs> my favorite. It's <laughs> my favorite. Uh, the Martians apologize for the desert massacre and want a meeting with Congress. And as it turns out, that ends up being a shit show as well. Yes. Because they kill everyone what does the grandma say there she's like they blowed up congress that's great uh brosnan is a is abducted there as well president nicholson turns down nuclear fence but assures the public that schools will remain open and that the garage will not the garage the garbage will be picked up and two out of three branches ain't bad (laughs) (laughs) which kind of reminds me of our current situation I'm just saying the world's on fire and kids are in school. Yeah, and the Martians are coming. Yeah. Martians disguise themselves 
as a woman to get into the White House. Oh, which is so creepy. Also, like, I the just want to point she, out. like, floats yeah. in, like, her wavy arms. And also Martin Short. Martin up- Short's just always picking up prosties. But what prostitutes are looking like that in the middle of the day just on the corner? I'm pretty sure that Washington. That's- no. I'm Washington. pretty sure that, like, I don't know. <laughs> But he just picks, he keeps picking up all these hookers and then taking them back to the Kennedy suite. And then, oh man, that scene though, when he gets his finger bit off, that's hard for me to watch. It's harder for me to watch now. Because <laughs> your witch finger. Because my witch finger, like yeah. watching it just like sink to the bottom and the fish just nibbling on it, just, I cringe. Yeah, it's great. But then, but then it's kind of crazy too, because like I was saying about this, when, when she's walking through the White House and she walks into the president's room, she has that little... Or he, I guess, because it's a Martian. They, it, they, it's it, not gender. Okay, but it's, it's, it's you know, it disguises itself as a woman. So yeah. she is yeah. walking into the bedroom, but on her ring is an her eyeball. eyeball ring. Her, yeah, and so then it Which made is me a think, camera. But what is it linking into? And I was thinking, like, are these Martians kind of like the Martian or the aliens from um, Faculty, where like they're all like hive mind? Yeah, hive mind located in the fact that, or are they so intelligent because they talk about having telepathy. So then, like, is the eye on her hand? Is it really a? I think the telepathy thing was a joke. Oh, I thought th- I was just like curious on like how that eyeball eyeball is reporting think, back in. I think the telepathy thing was a joke because the. The, like, subhumans in Beneath the Planet of the Apes had giant heads, and they could speak telepathically. So I think that was kind of a reference to that sci-fi film. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong, but that's kind of what I took I it I bet as. you're not wrong. But I also really love Planet of the Apes. And I, I do, And, too. oh, Tim Burton made a Planet of the Apes movie. Right. That actually probably is it. <laughs> now that I think about it, I tend to forget that's a real I movie. I owned all those on VHS as well. Oh, I got the... I, I got the it. Dr. Zayas right up there mm-hmm. pointing at things. I love him. Uh, yeah, so the finger gets cut off and gets thrown in the fish tank. And then the like the lady alien in disguise tries to make a hit on the president with the blaster. Kills the dog. Shoots the dog. Misses the other shot. They go into the Oval Office and then it gets distracted by birds again. Yeah, they don't like birds. They hate birds. They which do not I can, like birds. I can relate to. Agreed. Uh, so it's a failed attempt, and then they kill the alien by shooting it in the face. And, and we that, learn that yeah. the aliens die when they get their helmet broken, too, because they yes. tr- breathe nitrogen and not oxygen. Which that alien was breathing it through gum. Crazy. I forgot that. <laughs> uh, this brings on a full-blown invasion at the White House. Uh, Jim Brown's kids are taking a tour when the invasion happens and they get their hands on alien blasters and start killing Martians as First Lady uh, Glenn Close gets crushed by a chandelier. And they kind of do this thing throughout the movie. The kids are playing this like Martian video game. Martian shooter game. Yeah. Thus making them good Expert- shots. Yeah, they're experts already. They've know. been sitting there playing that game, not coming home for two days like assholes, making when your mother Glenn Close worried. gets destroyed by that chandelier, it's the funniest thing in the fucking movie. <laughs> Meryl Streep was supposed to play that role, or one of the weird one of the um, the female le- leads. Yeah, she, yeah, well, no, she's supposed to be. Yeah, she's supposed to be the um, Mrs. President. She's one of the like runner Mrs. up. Pres- Mrs. President. <laughs> oh, um, in my notes, that was Glenn Close's wig. She brought her own wig. Really? Yeah, and nice. then they styled it to look like uh, not Nancy Reagan, Pat Nixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although she's got a very Nancy Reagan mm-hmm. kind of vibe her i think I like she even she... says that it's the reagan chandelier right and i love that she was like if the martians come to dinner they're not using the nice china like that's what she's worried about is like the fact that she's gonna have to ha- let these martians in her house yeah and then she's like well they're not using the nice china she's great she's mm-hmm. great in everything uh other nicholson's casino uh slash hotel thing is destroyed with him in it as tom jones plays in the egyptian casino that jim brown works at uh, Brown wallops an alien, and they steal other Nicholson's plane to get to Washington. I like that Tim Jones just show, or Tom Jones just shows up. Yeah, they love that, like because he's in Vegas most of the time, probably playing shows. Yeah. They're like, well, yeah. we should probably like showcase someone who's like some actor that's right. in Vegas. And so it's Tom Jones, and he shows I love up. Tom Jones, and then they're like, <laughs> he's like, yes, I can fly a plane. Yeah, 
Why not? Why not? He's why not? He can't. Danny DeVito's there. Oh, what a little weasel! Danny what a little DeVito. gerblin he is. Yeah, he dies in the um <laughs> in the neon museums yes. where that episode's filmed, which I've been there. Yeah, it's cool. Never been. It's way cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I bet. Were you thinking about Mars Attacks the whole time you were there? No, I kind of forgot. Yeah, I would have forgot too. Yeah, but they just had a Tim Burton. Um, oh, the art exhibit. Yeah, they just had a Tim Burton art exhibit, and so now the Beetlegeist. Uh, sign lives forever in oh really yeah oh that's super cool yeah how many times have you seen this movie mars attacks yeah in my whole lifetime yeah oh over 20 and i just watched it watched it two three times in the past two days this is probably the third time i've ever seen this movie oh what i remember seeing this movie when it first came out and we could rent it yeah on vhs from the store and I was probably like nine, and I think it made me cry, and I had to go home to my dad, because <laughs> I was like at a friend's house, and I yeah. got, I think it was the first time that I really experienced the fact that like, maybe aliens would attack us, like it was the mm. first time that that like idea got brought into my head, and it like- Like that paired with like X-Files? Just scared, and I loved, we watched X-Files all the time, yeah. my dad and I, and, but like, I just never thought of like being attacked- by the aliens and that just made me so scared because i believe in aliens so then i was like they're definitely gonna come and kill us (laughs) i i couldn't finish watching it really yeah i didn't i it took me until i was probably like 13 to watch it again it took you until last week no no (laughs) i watched this movie quite a bit uh let's see in a desperate move president nicholson deploys the nukes but the martians intercept and then they like suck in all the nuclear dust and then they take it in like it's like a like a balloon a like a balloon and then oh. they get really high pitched voice you remember that scene yeah yeah um when do they bust out that shrink ray oh that's a little bit later first ah. we get like a good little um montage of destruction which is like you know the taj mahal getting destroyed oh and the um, monument, the Washington Monument, and then yeah. they're like pushing it back and forth. So, so it'll so. fall on some kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck those kids. <laughs> uh, then we cut to the Kansas trailer park and Richie outrunning a mech, which is when the mom says that line that you loved so oh, much. Oh, I love it. Where is it? About them oh. taking the TV. I can tell you what, they aren't getting my TV. Yeah. Just like a, fucking every house has a goddamn TV. What lady. does it matter about your TV? What does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> should I go get Richie? Richie's such a good boy because he's like, should I go get grandma? <laughs> nah, me? she's halfway to space already. Right. I'm going to go get grandma. Yeah. And then he just leaves. Because that's, yeah, leave those parents. Grandma's way nicer to you. Pretend, grandma pretending to be senile is way better in character. You're disrespecting an American hero. His brother. His oh. brother died. But he surrendered. His brother's yeah. a traitor. Like, his <laughs> yeah. brother didn't die in battle. His brother no. died from... No, but you know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Meanwhile, back in Las Vegas, the gang is running through the signed graveyard, which we talked about. And at the nursing home, we discover that Slim Whitman uh, can kill the aliens. With his, like, Yodel. yodeling, falsetto yodeling. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to the war room, which is what you were talking about. Right. Um, and the aliens come for President Nicholson. And they shrink General mm-hmm. Rod Steiger and then mm-hmm. squish him. Squish, squish. <laughs> this is good. I like the energy you're bringing in here. Uh, and then they, uh, you know, like one of them, like his hand Ooh, pops oh, off yeah, and it sh- crawls around him and oh, then they it stabs sh- him through the back. Yeah. They go to shake hands to like say that they truce and yeah. then the hand just comes up and just stabs Nicholson in the back. Yeah. And then it turns into a Martian flag and then they do the big circle international donut. symbol for donut <laughs> and then they walk away and then back. Richie's on his way to the radio station. Yes. With grandma. To, to go. like mass transit right and by this time i think other people are in the movie who are fighting the aliens also have started to realize that they can kill the aliens that if they break their shells yeah yeah, they break their helmet yeah it's weird like the last act of this movie is just like yeah it's just like you just break the helmet or you play some slin whitman and they're fucking dead they're done (laughs) that's it uh back at the airfield jim brown sacrifices himself 
Uh, so a showgirl, other Nicholson's wife, and Tom Jones can escape. He's a good man. He's a good man, but I feel like literally almost all of this movie has had him peppered in of like, I got to get home and get mm-hmm. to my kids. And then the time comes when he can get home and get to his kids. And he's like, Tom Jones and a random showgirl are probably more important than the story well, that have been invested for me. But also, I think because we like get portray him as being this um, boxer who's starting to lose his touch and he's not like not a star athlete anymore. This is like his last fight, his last boxing yeah. match because he goes out and he's like, I'm going to fight these aliens. And then what I what I when I was watching it this morning, what I like about that scene is the fact that the aliens box him back they yeah. don't use their blasters. they don't use their blasters but still not a fair fight because they the, all box him right right as when we, the <laughs> there's plane, like 30 of them right there. and as the plane flies away we see him like bombarded by them so we assume that he's dead yeah uh cut to slim whitman being broadcast across the world uh, <laughs> and in the aftermath uh the vegas gang emerged from a cave and a bunch of animals like yeah, she greet them. Right, and she's all of a sudden like Snow White. Yeah, the bird like comes there's and like lands a deer. Yeah, it's well, it's like all the animals are like, we're safe now. <sighs> this is a, it's something. It's a good ending. Uh, Grandma and Richie receive the Medal of Honor from with... Natalie Portman. Yeah, who's now the leader of the of the free world because by default her parent, her father was the president, so That's now she's. That. That's not how that works. No, but that's how they... That's they, not how that chain of command works. No, but everyone else died. And this yeah, new, so. In this new world, that's right. how it works. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the fact that Natalie Portman's in this movie. Mm-hmm, she's just an angry teenager. It's weird. It's weird. Because what? 96, 97, 98, 98. Three more years and she would be in Star Wars. Yeah, this is like Natalie Portman's start. Leon. The professional is Natalie Portman's start. I wasn't fighting. I just said it was in the beginning. <laughs> Have you ever seen Leon? No. Take a drink. That's the new drinking game. Did that sound weird? They sound great. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Richie and Natalie Portman just start dating right then and there. I'm so proud of them. <laughs> it's just like you. Well, Richie gives like the worst speech ever. I'm sure there's some people out there who did better than <laughs> I have done. But I just want to say... Son, could you speak up a little bit? <laughs> he's he's just he's so awkward. Right. I love him. Lucas Haas. Great. He's great. What else was he in? He was in uh, The Lady in White as just a little baby boy. Mm. He was in Witness with Harrison Ford. Okay. He's in Inception, briefly. Right. At the, like the beginning of right. the movie. Yeah. Because he and um, DiCaprio are like best buds. Do they have friendship bracelets? I don't want to tell you what group they were in. I don't want to tell you that. You don't need to know that information. <laughs> All right. Maybe they were in a group called the Pussy Posse. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> in New York City, uh, Jim Brown reunites with his family after surviving the beatdown. And then you just cut to credits and you get some uh, It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones. Mm-hmm. Not Tom Jones's best song, but it's his most popular. Right, right. Green Green Grass with Home is a way better song. I really... <laughs> and a better album. <laughs> Go on. I really enjoyed this movie, even though I've seen it so many times and I know it was my pick, but I really... That's true. It's your pick and you got a lot to talk about for this one. I want you to bring it, girl. Okay. <laughs> okay, go. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed this um, this movie. And then I think when researching it, just seeing like, you know how many different hands have tried to produce it and, and write it and then like how many times they had to rewrite the script the script was written to be a, a 360 million dollar movie that's in fucking insane and then they had to cut it down um because it barely made a hundred jonathan jims wrote 12 <laughs> drafts for the script 12 that's dumb that's really dumb oh right did you um, see the thing about the animation yeah like ilm mm-hmm Took 60 animators in a full year just to do those aliens. And they didn't even do the spaceships. They just did the aliens. Oh, um, and then I, um, so the locations that they filmed in were Frump, Nevada. Okay. Am I saying that right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, which is the home of the famous radio talk show host, Art Bell. Known oh. For, known for his interest in um, extraterrestrial life and alien abduction. Yeah. So that was like a fun Fuck, little. What was the name of his show? I don't. Oh man, 
I'm blanking. Okay. On it. You go. And then uh, one of the other locations we talked about was the ne- Neon Museum, which you can visit today. And um, a friend of mine got married there. Nice, nice. Yeah. It's a fun. It's a fun place. Um, we went and took a tour. You have to, um, even before COVID, you had to uh, register. They only let so many people in at a time. Mm. And um, it's like a really cool way to see the old history of Las Vegas. Art Bell did Coast to Coast AM. Oh yeah, he just created a to- uh, TikTok. Art Bell did. Well, about his podcast, someone created a TikTok. I was going to say, because he's been dead for two years. Yeah, well, his content <laughs> okay, has okay, a TikTok good. now. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Although, typical Art Bell to create something from beyond the grave. <laughs> Classic Art Bell. Um, I think we should, should talk about the fact that like Independence Day was released five months before. And so everyone thought that this was like a parody yeah. movie. I've got a hot take for you. Okay. I hate Independence Day me too really yes i think it's a bad movie well i think I just, it's a bad movie where nothing happens for about two-thirds of that movie they just blow the ship up and no aliens come back and there's only one big ship not only do they just blow up the ship but they blow up the ship with a computer virus it's fucking stupid yeah it's dumb oh do you want to know what rotten tomatoes said about this I would love for you to bring back your rotten tomatoes segment i wrote it down just triumphant so- return yeah it is a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Still kind of goes with my theory that a sci-fi or a horror movie, if it's in its 50s, it's probably pretty good. Right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the problem with Rotten Tomatoes, though, is that it it takes in all the shit that came before it uh-huh. and doesn't take into account like its kind of cult status and popularity now. I think nowadays, if you ask somebody... How they felt about Mars Attacks. Like, what it would be on Letterboxd is probably way better than... It's, it's probably, like, a 4 or 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. It always comes in halfway. We almost did not have the great soundtrack from Danny Elfman. Why? Uh, there was a feud between oh, Tim Burton. because of Night- Nightmare Before Christmas? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they fixed it on... Yeah, they fixed it, and then that's how we got... Uh, they fixed their feud. They fixed their friendship. <laughs> it says, uh, yeah, just fixed their... And then he was also the sound. He wrote the soundtrack for Men in Black. Mars Attacks on Letterboxd is a three point one. Told you out of five. Told you I'll give it a five. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> I'd probably give it a three. You get a five or a two in my book. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our running gag now. Is that we could probably make a T-shirt that says it's either a five or a one. I think so. I think we should do that. Yeah. Maybe we could make two shirts. One is a five star and one's a one star. And one says, stab, stab, stab. <laughs> really trying to work on that merchandising game. Um, I don't, my, my kind of thoughts about Mars Attacks is like, I think, I think the effects really surprisingly aged really well for it. Right. I think it helped that they were doing like creatures and not doing human animation. Right. I think there's some spots where it's a little spotty. But but because it is like a B movie and it's kind of having that like campy feel to it, yeah, it it holds up in that genre as well as like it doesn't feel too campy when we go back to it now. No, but I also feel I have a problem with movies that like quote try to make it a camp movie that cost eighty million dollars mm-hmm. because you're not trying, you're kind of doing the opposite. Right. Right, but he was trying to make an homage because he had just Tim Burton had just done Edward. Yeah, so which is a far better film, I think. I yeah, I'm I I kind of glad that I just watched that one for and the then, first time. Yeah, for yeah. the first time, yeah. and then watched this right after. Like, yeah, that actually worked out well. Right. I um, forget that this is a Tim Burton movie. Oh, yeah, it's kind of one of the forgotten ones, I think, because I like the one before this and I like the one after this better than this one. What's after it? Sleepy Hollow. Oh yeah, that. You know, and I, that was going to be one of your picks. That was actually going to be one of my picks. Yeah. I do really love Sleepy Hollow. That's one what, of my favorites. What would you double feature this movie with? Oh. I'm asking you because my 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 next pick is actually what I would double feature this I with. I didn't think about I didn't plan for this. What would I double feature that's this my, with? That's our new end of, end of episode questions. Yeah. Final thoughts, double feature, next yeah. pick. Yeah. Oh, what would I, like, we're going to the drive-in, what I'd want to watch with this movie. Yeah. Think uh, about it. It's Think so about hard. It. Do you want to know what my pick would be? Yeah. Because it's going to be the next movie we watch. I'm so excited. Dick Tracy. Yay! <laughs> Fuck yes. I love Dick Tracy. 
I would pair Dick Tracy with this. Yes. I think they're both the same level of like pulp and camp. Yes. And they'd play really well off of each other. I'm so stoked. <laughs> so stoked. <laughs> we own Dick Tracy on VHS. Are you going to watch it on VHS? No, we don't still have it. Oh, it's a I, or if I do, it's in a box somewhere because I think I've tried to keep it, but it was in like one of those plastic clamshells. I seriously wrote down like nine movies to pick from for this because I had a real hard time. What were some of the other ones? Uh, the Blob from nice. 1988, the remake. Yeah. Uh, the Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Ooh, yeah, that would have been um, good. Fire in the Sky. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? No. That's a terrifying fucking movie. All right. But I kind of wanted to take us away from horror and kind of away from sci-fi for a minute by going with Dick Tracy. I'm so happy. Because I think it's going to be fun to see what you pick to kind of bounce off of Dick Tracy. It's going to take me a couple weeks to figure that out. <laughs> you think? I'm just too excited about Dick Tracy. I'll know after I watch Dick Tracy. Um, fun story, though. The Dick Tracy Blu-ray also has zero special features on it. So we're going to have to probably watch a lot of YouTube and read a lot of articles. Nice. I'm totally fine with that. I've been, um, I want to do... Um, what you want to do? Uh, Mark Bishop, a <laughs> minty um, comedic arts production is where I've gotten um, the YouTube guy that I kind of want. Oh, your sources. I, yeah, I just wanted to make a little shout out to him because I... Um, it seems like every movie we do, um, he has a video out there, oh. <laughs> and so it's really fun to like get to see what his top ten things you didn't know about a movie. Yeah. And so if you're a movie fan and you love YouTube, go out there and uh, check out what Mark Bishop's got going on. Yeah. The only the only sources I have, which I'm glad we're naming our sources, oh, we that makes me very happy, is uh, the Wikipedia page, and then I watched a making of Mars Attacks that the sci-fi channel produced back yes. in 96 it was on youtube and it was um it was shot off of a vhs so it had like the tracking issues yes. and stuff it was kind of fun and it had some commercials on it too nice which was super cool all uh, right but yeah well, Mars dick attacks. Trace. yeah so two weeks dick tracy find a copy watch it send us some stuff either via email or the instagram at electric monster podcast because god damn it we want to talk to people about these movies instead of each other we can only rant and talk rave to, to each, each other, other so much yeah. <laughs> it's becoming a deadly symbiotic relationship fueled by coffee from strange brew coffee house <laughs> yeah really got that plug in at the end there huh Hey gang, thanks for listening. If you want to follow along with what we're going to be releasing, please follow on the Instagram at Electric Monster Podcast, and our email is electricmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, want to start a dialogue, we want to thank Union Suit Rally for their song Something So Wrong off the album Midwest at its mid-best. Thanks for listening.